Welcome to Behavior Buff, a podcast for the active parent. Ty and Hillary Krieger dive into ways to reduce the stress of parenting. They throw in a little fitness chatter, but mainly guide you how to raise kids in a positive light by delivering tangible tools to use right away. Listen from them and guests just like you on how to go from survival mode to feeling in control when it comes to your kids. Three, two, one. All right, guys, here we go. Episode seven, why are my kids so naughty? Also known as why behavior happens. Both of us are on here again this time. Fun. Isn't that neat? So neat. (laughs) Sorry, we watch way too much Buttery Bros at our house. If you don't know who they are, I'll link them. They're really catchy. I feel like we should get them on the podcast, actually. What do you guys think? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, I failed last week with my solo episode, so today I'm going to double down on reviews for you guys because this is pretty important in podcast land. I actually can't tell you why because, well, I don't really know the logistics, but what I do know is that it's a really good idea. So if any of our podcasts have made you think like, hey, that was some pretty solid info. Maybe it was the bribery versus reinforcement, or maybe it was about episode two where we talked about how to create your family expectations. If you can relate to any of it, could you tell us? In the reviews, trust me, you're going to want to, and I'll tell you why later. All right, so our first review comes from C-A-B-K-O-3. Again, I have absolutely no guess as to who this is, and now I feel like I've failed at guessing alias names, and I know I've only had two, but nevertheless, it reads, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. This is a deceiving title, because then it goes on to say, I appreciate the short clips and the -the straight-to-the-point messages, Ty's background, and Hillary's first-hand experiences. This one is short, sweet, and to the point. I like it. I like it. Thanks so much, C-A-B-K-O-3, to take the time to leave us a review. All right, on to the next review. It is titled, Best Podcast Out There, from Brittany Burns. This is not an alias. Hey, Britt, what's up? It reads, doesn't matter who you are, how you grew up, or what you already know, we are all confused about how to be the best parents possible. This podcast helps give you guidance. I love listening to Hill and Ty. So, Brittany, how long did that take you to write? I'm asking you like you're going to be able to answer me back through the speaker, but here, let me answer it for you. Ah, yeah, Hillary, it took me 19 seconds. Wow, that is awesome. Who else has 19 seconds in their day to do this? I think it takes way more time to pee in the bathroom at work. This would be a great use of your time to leave us a review as you sit in the stall. I know you scroll, and now, when you go to the bathroom, when you're at work, you're going to feel tempted to open your podcast app and leave us a review. It's like when someone sings a song lyric and you don't want it stuck in your head, but then you do. Now, when you go to the bathroom today, You can't help but think of us, and you're going to want to leave us a review. All right, so that got kind of weird, but (laughs) (laughs) let's get into it. Moving into our podcast, Why Behavior Happens. Also, why are my kids so naughty? Tyler, take it away. I wasn't exactly sure where you were going with that bathroom one, but yeah, it is. It's stuck in my head now, too. So 
I really appreciate you guys, and I think this is exactly the reason why we wanted to start this podcast was to make the information that we were putting out more accessible. So I really thank you guys for tuning in, and we will do our thing and continue to deliver some good, deliver the goods to you guys. So here it is. Today, we're going to talk about the four primary reasons why behavior happens to your children. In the world of behavioral analysis, we call these things the functions of behavior. So that's a little bit of the nerd talk, but it is what it is. Functions mean why. So instead of focusing on what is happening all the time, such as tantrums, screaming, and other types of aggression, we're going to focus on why behavior happens. While the what is important and it, t- it usually grabs our attention, it's that why that definitely helps us find the solutions. So that's what we're here to do today. So the four primary reasons behavior happens. We will talk about them from a top-down perspective and then we'll dive in deeper. So the first one is access to attention. The second one is escape or avoidance. The third one is access to items or tangibles or activities. And the fourth one is automatic reinforcement. So what's a tangible, Tyler? A tangible is anything, right? So it could be a toy. It could be a goodie at the store. It could be a little widget or whatever it might be. So whatever kind of stuff your kids are into, that would be fruit snacks. Yep. Could be fruit snacks. Could be a chewy bar. Could be whatever. So as we then go on, we're really looking at these things as ways of communication. So this is what your child is doing to try to communicate with you what they want um, and often what they don't want. When we think of attention, it's maybe they're not getting enough of it, so then they're seeking it from you. Or escape or avoidance, you're telling them to do something like their homework or to go to bed, and they don't want to. Access, we kind of talked about tangibles, so they, you're saying no to them, and they don't like that answer. Automatic reinforcement could be thought of as internally not regulated or kind of going through some sort of internal turmoil. I'm going to do this as a little bit of a question and answer style because I'm going to learn more about this too with you guys. A question we get often is it starts off with an explanation of how their child is acting and then it's followed with, so is this behavior normal? Like, do most kids act this way? Tyler, what do you think? You're right. This is a question that we get quite often. And although it's really common, it really is irrelevant because every family is different. Intolerance of what you accept and what you expect in your home is going to be different. And what you think is normal could be completely unacceptable to someone different. So in general, what I would say is... Will you tolerate this behavior? Is this behavior causing your family pain? Is it stealing joy from your day-to-day life? If the answer is yes, well, then it's a problem, and we should start to focus on how we're going to fix it. That makes sense, and you guys will find out in this podcast what what we've kind of found, which is a good flow, is Tyler explains it the way that he knows how, and then I'll try to, you know, dissect it a little bit better so that you can understand it, maybe on a different level, unless you can understand what Tyler's explaining too, then that's cool. So that makes sense. So behavior your kid does could be similar to what another kid is doing, but maybe it drives you more crazy or causes more issues in your family than someone else's family. I see this response a lot in any type of, you know, Facebook groups that other parents are in like, oh yeah, my three-year-old does that too. It's so normal. 
It just depends on what do you expect of your child and what do they in their family. When your kid is told no or to wait and they start to lose their you-know-what, like, no, we're not buying the candy bar at checkout, or no, we're not going to the mall to buy you new shoes today, and then behavior starts to happen, do you want to explain this concept a little bit more for us to have a better understanding of why your child is behaving this way? Tyler? Yes. So this is that denied access to tangible condition that we're talking of or that function. So it's really their attempt to persuade you. And persuasion can come in a lot of different ways. And your kids are really adapt and really smart to figuring out how to get what they want. And oftentimes it's with their behavior. And if we allow their behavior, such as a tantrum or any sort of aggression, to, to get them what they want, we're basically telling them that this is okay and this is effective and we accept it. So hitting on the attention-seeking reason why your kids are being naughty, what are some ways you can give them attention that they are seeking in a positive light? This one is... I would say one of our most frequent flyers for our younger kids or for our kids that are just really hot, they really want a lot of attention, they really seek that social interaction. So for me, I think of Callan a lot, our young one who's just about two, and he always is wanting to be interacted with and played with. So for me, I just try to make it a point to play with him, even if it's just for 15 minutes. It's just me and him playing little guys or building with this structure or playing catch or even wrestling, whatever it might be. This is something that you need to do. And if you don't do it, the behavior will let you know that you're, you're kind of dropping the ball on this one. Another time when the attention-seeking behavior tends to come out, it's when you least want it to. For example, the other night I was cleaning the gym and, and I was just trying to get my stuff done so I could go home and Callan was with me. And he continuously was trying to get my attention, pulling on my leg, and, and I was just trying to mop, and he's getting in the way, and I started to get frustrated with him, and I almost yelled at him. And instead, I looked to my left, and there was a little scrubber brush that was a medium or a smaller version of the mop I was using. So I grabbed that, and then he started cleaning with me. And that is a simple way to deal with attention-seeking behavior. You're going to find something that they like or even something that is just different and redirect them while providing them some positive attention through that. Hey bud, nice job cleaning. And we got the things done together. If you give them this desired attention that they're wanting so much, it's also gonna help you. It's going to increase your connection with them. And you're gonna fulfill your child's needs for closeness and validation. And by this, you're teaching them, right? You're teaching them that if they want something from you, they can ask in a calm way. So we need to make sure that if a kid is seeking our attention, you can always just model that. And you say, Dad, can you play with me? If your kid has that verbal language skills, that's a great thing to teach them because then they're going to have that skill down the road also. And if you're feeling like, you know, this behavior is definitely attention-seeking, you may just want to ignore them in that moment because by providing attention when they are behaving poorly, again, similar to the condition above, you're letting them know that that's a good way to get what they want. So use some of that what we call planned ignoring. Once behavior starts to calm down or become more appropriate, then you can give them some attention. So if they're screaming and crying and then all of a sudden they take a really big deep breath, 
Be like, oh, all right, thank you for calming down. What would you like? And then you really start to give them that attention and you ramp it up as they start to engage in some of those self-regulation tactics or those calming tactics. Escape is another primary reason when they don't do something or they're trying to get out of it. They are escaping or avoiding what it is. So this is a really common one, I think, for every parent that we talk with. If say if your kids need to brush their teeth and you tell them to do that, uh, if they if they need to go to bed and you tell them to do that, if they need to get their pajamas on, if they need to do their homework, if they need to eat dinner, all of those things are things they need to do, and you're going to need to tell them that they need to do that. So anything that you tell a kid to do, and then there's behavior to try to get out of it or to avoid it, this is that escape-maintained behavior that we're talking about. Some decent ways that we can address this type of behavior is by providing some structure and helping them through this. The more structured and the more routine these types of things are, especially these day-to-day things that people have to do every day, then it's going to become less of a big deal. And so wrapping that into the positive behavior support system is a really good call. Connecting it with natural consequences and even praising them for it is a really good idea. That way we can help them get through those routines and hopefully ourselves avoid that escape maintained behavior. All good stuff. So now the fourth primary reason could be that they are internally not regulated. So what are some points you want to talk about with that, Tyler? So this is where the the sensory regulation or the dysregulation comes into play. Uh, and I'll have to put a disclaimer that I am not a doctor or an occupational therapist. So this isn't necessarily my I would say most comfortable area to give advice or to even just give suggestions about. However, we can talk about it and from, you know, talk about it and hopefully just give you a little bit of things that we've seen in the past work with either our kids or some of the families that we've worked with. So if you have any, if you have any additional questions or if you really feel like this resonates with your child, I really encourage you to reach out to your pediatrician or any sort of other therapist that you might have, if, and, and then you can go on from there. So this is not a dumb question, and you really need to take it serious if you feel as if this one resonates with you. And the sooner you can get help, the faster that you are going to see change on this. This is a tricky function out of the four, I would say the most trickiest, because we can't directly see what is going on inside of their body. And it often appears that these things are happening for no reason at all. While we may not know exactly why behavior is occurring, some common strategies to help this regulation are to counteract what it is that dysregulation. So one of the first strategies that we like to recommend is to have your kids engage in some physical activity. A lot of times our physical activity allows for our body to counteract some of that internal dysregulation. And even five to 10 minutes of rigorous activity will get your kids on the right path. This is why I'm such an advocate of physical fitness. And I get really, really frustrated, especially when I hear of um, any sort of school or daycare or anything like that, taking away recess or not allowing your kid to um, access that type of movement because it's really regulating for all of us. One of the next easy ways to take some inventory is how much screen time is your child receiving? If the answer is more than a few hours a day or more than 30 minutes at a time, try to reduce it. 
Try to even go on a screen cleanse. This is one thing that we work on with a lot of our families, and it's not easy. However, this generally seems to have a lot of direct impact on how our kids' regulation is. So again, our minimum requirement we would say is, hey, let's try to not have screens on for 30 minutes at a time. Now granted, Friday night movie nights or you know on the weekends watching a movie, that's a little different. But just the day in and day out morning and after school routine of multiple hours of screen time can really wreak havoc on the sensory system. I think Another thing that we use screens for is, and screens meaning iPad or the phone or TV, we use it as a tool. If you need to use screens as a tool for your kids to get ready in the morning, having the expectations laid out that they need to do their morning routine, which you have either written out or they have memorized, and then they can watch TV for 15 minutes before the bus comes. Instead of they wake up and they watch TV, then we have found in our own kids that that doesn't work out because then there's a fight when you turn it off. Then there's behavior because they're kind of in zombie mode from watching TV. So using screens as a tool is an awesome thing to do and that's what Tyler was talking about at using it you know 30 minutes at a time because then you can use it and wrap it into your positive reinforcement system because it's something that a lot of kids desire to have. Is there anything else Tyler that you can kind of think of? I just want to hit on one more time the primary reasons uh, the four of them but is there anything else that you can think of that you want to hit on? I think one other thing that we like to think of is simply because a behavior starts for one function or one reason, it may be maintained for another reason. So a lot of times we see a pattern where behavior might be started by being denied access or told no, and then it will maintain because of attention. So if your child is told no and then they get upset and you send them to their room, then they're going to continue to tantrum because you're going to continue to feed into that. So keep an eye on that. And just because it starts for one reason doesn't mean it won't continue for that attention reason. Okay, Tyler. So what would you suggest parents do if this were to happen? I think the first thing to think about is let's provide some appropriate direction for how a a child should handle this type of situation. So if they're super upset, I would acknowledge that and say, I understand you're really upset that we can't go to the mall and get new shoes right now. However, throwing a tantrum and throwing a fit is not going to get what you want. State that and then leave it. Walk away and allow the tantrum to happen. Now, of course, if the child is becoming unsafe or their behavior is a risk or a threat to harm themselves or others, you need to step in and keep them safe. But if it's just tantruming or even just light, you know, object aggression, throwing some non-breakable things around like pillows and those types of things, use that ignoring strategy and don't feed into it. Wow. Good stuff. I need to do that with our own kids. (laughs) So I want to summarize really quick. The four primary reasons why my kids are being so naughty, why behavior happens, are they are attention, escape, access, or automatic. When a child doesn't get what they want or what they're expecting, when they're told no or to wait, they're seeking attention, or they're internally not regulated. I hope that 
this episode was really eye-opening to you and you're able to get a little bit more of an understanding why your child is acting this way and maybe it'll spark some clarity on why your child is acting this way and you'll be able to stay calm in the face of behavior. Yeah, and this clarity is really the first step and it's so crucial because after that, you're gonna be able to identify some patterns and then create some solutions or interventions that will help to reduce that challenging behavior. And that looks like a positive reinforcement system. So cool. Yeah, for sure. We're going to be talking about that a lot more, how to create a positive reinforcement system, also known as a sticker chart. We do have a couple free resources on how to create a positive reinforcement system. Where to start? Where do I go? And even just taking some mental note as to, like Tyler said, what are some constants? Why are they having behavior? Maybe it's literally they're having behavior because they're told no. Like that's the main reason why they're having it. I hope this podcast brought some clarity as to why behavior is happening, why they're being naughty. Cool. It did for me. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyways, I wanted to end this here. This one got a little bit lengthy, but if this was eye-opening for you, I encourage you to let us know. Like we talked about in the beginning, reviews are like really important in this podcast land, in this world of the World Wide Web. I guess Apple and iTunes likes reviews Mm -hmm. and we like reviews and I like reading them. I like hearing from you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen in, leave us a review, like and subscribe to our podcast, Behavior Buff. It's really, really, really appreciated. And it's a free way for you to support me and Tyler as we dive down this behavior journey with you. And we can't wait to give you some more stuff, some more info. So all you have to do, subscribe to the podcast, write us a review. It takes 19 seconds. Remember? Remember? (laughs) All right, guys, we will talk to you next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to Behavior Buff Podcast. Make sure to follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Behavior Change Collective.